Welcome to the BLC Connection Podcast. I'm Brian Kell. I'm Karen Wilson. And I'm Michael Lawrence. Let's get connected. Through blazing sun, heavy rain, and inches of snow, all within the last 24 hours, we bring you the start of an era in Ben Lomond Connect history, the BLC Connection Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Gang, we're finally here. We are. Glad to be here. Yeah, took some planning. We've been working on this for quite some time now. We really have, and we probably need to throw in, too, besides the rain, besides the sun, besides the snow that literally almost was within 24 hours, a pandemic on top of that, as things continue to still be kind of crazy, supply chain issues that we'll talk about a little bit later on, Micah. Yep. But uh, we, we are here, and it has been uh, quite some time, Karen, as you've said, that we've been planning this. It is. We started this uh, at least last fall, and then we've kind of amped it up over the past uh, six weeks or so, but so happy to be here and doing this. This is a, a, a dream of ours for quite some time now. I'll never forget the day that, that I came over to Channel 6 and you looked at me and you said, I'm thinking about a podcast. And I said, that's exactly what I was going to talk to you about today. Yeah. So that was it's wild how that happened. And I think both of us said, you know what, there's no better person for us to be able to get in here to help us co-host this than Michael Lawrence. And so uh, before we get to going, we need to, we've said our names, but maybe some folks don't know a whole lot about us. Mike, I was already kind of talking about you. Tell us about Micah Lawrence. So I am the managed IT supervisor here at Ben Loman. Uh, we take care of all of our um, uh, customers that need uh, all the different kinds of IT needs, anything from networking to, to servers to software. So uh, love to take care of them and enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah, you guys have got a hopping little department over there that we'll be talking <laughs> more about in this episode and many other episodes. She's no stranger to TV, and uh, but uh, Karen Wilson, tell us about you. Well, I am the public relations and Channel 6 supervisor here at Ben Loman Connect. If it has to do with the public or the community, I am usually like to be a part of that and uh, enjoy my job and love it and just thrilled to be here. Yeah, we're going to be talking a whole lot about community and a whole lot about things that are going on in the communities we serve. So that is something that will be a big part of this uh, of this podcast. I'm Brian Kell. Uh, what is my title? <laughs> no, uh, marketing and uh, public relations manager. And uh, so uh, I've been at Ben Loman for seven years. I don't know if we talked about how many years we've been here with uh, seven. Micah? I'm going on my 17th. Be 25 in July. 25. Yeah, and then some, because I actually telemarketed for a few years back in the day of calling cards for a couple of years before I actually uh, was on the official payroll. So, yeah, I've gotten a few wrinkles and a few gray hairs since starting, and three kids. I only had one child when I started, and now I have three, so life has changed. Uh, You you hide your, you talked about wrinkles. You hide it well, man. You hide (laughs) it well. Thank you. Okay, so this podcast, uh, which has been, we've been having percolated uh, for some time. And we, we got to thinking, well, if we have to summarize this very shortly into just a, maybe a couple of different words, I think we all decided that those couple of words were technology and community. Micah, technology? What can folks expect on the Ben Loman Connection podcast? Well, we want to, to make sure everybody's up to date with the latest and greatest technology. And, you know, more than anything, those uh, the, the technology that can help them and improve their lives or their business. Um, you know, we just want to make sure everybody knows what's going on. And there's so many different things to it from education standpoint to uh, just, I mean, so much terminology that gets thrown around. And so sometimes people are afraid to say, I don't know exactly what that is. So we're going to try to help them with some of that. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Karen, the other word that uh, kind of we talked about is community, and it's a word you know well, but what can folks expect from a community standpoint here with the podcast? Well, we're going to try to touch base with uh, small businesses in our area, some things that they're doing great and sharing those tips with other people. Just also about how Ben Loman Connect uh, contributes to the community. Sometimes we have food drives, toiletry drives, things like that, that that we ask our customers to help out with. Uh, local events, uh, sometimes we take our Wi-Fi van to things. Uh, Brian, you're a big part of that. A lot of times we have to work on uh, getting the, the Wi-Fi van at community events. That is one thing, actually, that all of us have shared in as far as from the creation of the Wi-Fi van. Micah played a big part in that, and Karen and I find ourselves running around all over the place with it. So Wi-Fi van's been a pretty cool thing. We've got some new news coming out in 2022 about Wi-Fi vans uh, that we'll be talking about more in, in, in further podcasts. Yeah, and so lots to talk about uh, that and so much more. And we're going to be asking for your all's feedback, too, as far as the many things that, that we can talk about and uh, subject matter on this podcast. So you all, the listener, uh, play a big part in where we go with this podcast. But we'll have more information on that later on this episode. Also, other things that will be popping up on this particular, the inaugural episode of the BLC Connection podcast. We're going to talk about fiber impact, its usage builds that are going on, all the stuff that is fiber, that will be popping up later on in this episode. And also the latest in the Connection Magazine and Channel 6, we'll be talking about that. It's chock full of a lot of stuff, both in print version and in the uh, the video versions of what Ben Loman Connect is putting out there for folks to be able to help inform and uh, maybe even educate in some ways. But up next, gang, we're going to talk about network support. And uh, we're going to just spend a little time digging in on that department, one that we've all, uh, some more than others, spent some time with and in. But that's uh, all that uh, and more coming up on the Connection Podcast here with BLC. Network Support's up next. We are now inside BLC on this uh, very first podcast, and we've slid... Right, Micah? Slid. Not slidden. Slid. 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 We have slid uh, Karen uh, Wilson out and have slid in at this time, and that slid in at this time, the uh, the Network Support Center Supervisor Extraordinaire, the pride of Grundy County, Donette Freeman. Donette, welcome to the BLC Connection Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> That's all we get. Right That's there on all that you one. get. <laughs> hey, this is the very first podcast. You're our very first guest. Yeah, uh, thank you. I'm very honored. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, um, Network Support Center uh, has seen just in the past week or two, or definitely over the last month, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of focus on it with weather and, and all that good stuff. So tell us a little bit about you know, kind of what you do and Network Support Center in general. What do folks need to understand about the Network Support Center? Um, everyone that we have is local. We are a 24-7, 365 support center. The weather is a huge impact along with anything else that's going on in the community, such as a pandemic that's going on. We do have to work schedules around that and make sure that um, we keep everyone safe and taken care of and you know, just filling those spots so that the customers that call in, we have to take care of them because they are our main concern. 
And you guys are, you all are around the clock, like you said. How many shifts that you guys end up running in a given day? Three shifts. Okay. Okay. So, and, yeah. and you guys haven't always been known as the Network Support Center. Uh, you've had another name previously, right? Yes. And what was that? <laughs> Cooperative. Be, being asked by somebody who came out of that department. I mean, come on. I'm just saying, you know, some people might know you from another name. Customer we, Response Center? Yeah, that's the yeah. Customer Response Center. That's right. So. But, but since you've come on board, it's only been network support, right? Right. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, but Micah, you came you came out of that. Yeah, I came out of the CRC. I helped uh, start it in the very beginning. Of course, before Way back then, in the day. Yeah. Before then, it was just really the internet department. That was all about, about what we had. So we, we decided we felt the need for a you know, more tech support and things of that nature as our services growed and, uh, or grew. So it, yeah. uh, grew into the CRC and then now the network support service. I've got one quick question for you while we've got you here. Could you have ever seen a time where, especially back then, first getting started in the CRC to what it is today? And that's that 24 hour round the clock kind of support that Ben Loman offers. Uh, I would say it was definitely looking like it was going that direction because, um, when I first helped started, I was doing the second shift where we, kind of ended about 11 o'clock and then we rolled over to to some after hour support and you know looking at it it, it you could tell it was eventually going that mm-hmm. way because we were adding more services new stuff you could tell it was going that way but just wasn't quite there yet and and definitely here recently we can we can see the the, the need for it for yes, sure that's very much so 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 uh donette what what kind of problems does does people call in for in the the network support services what kind of problems do you guys face a lot um, they call in with like voice problems if they're having any kind of issues with their telephones, broadband, video, security, any of those calls we will receive and take care of. The top, uh, I know that you kind of talked about different services there, but are, are there, I guess, whether it's video, let's take video because I, you know, I know in talking with you guys over the years and stuff, quite a few come in there. What's the most common types of calls that come in on video and I guess just anything else? Probably be freeze framing or a channel outage. And I, I would dare say, and I, I think I've heard you all talk about this too, as fiber has become more and more prevalent, uh, maybe it's safe to say a little less freeze framing issues coming from those copper customers. I used to experience that, I know, back when I just had copper. So some of those may be getting taken care of as people advance more and more to fiber. Yeah, definitely. Good deal. Ben Loman is coming out with a lot of new products and things like that. One of the newest things that we've came out with, you know, past fiber here is this idea of Ben Loman Home where, you know, we can put in this this device that allows you to, you know, support these gig connections and, and do all kinds of, you know, neat things where you can kind of control the Wi-Fi yourself in your own home. Um, when some people have issues with configuration and things like that, can, uh, can people call into the NSC and, and get help with this? Yes, all the techs know how to walk the customers through setting up the Ben Loman home app and explain how to use it. That has been a, I know me and you've talked a lot about this just because it's been one of the services, like Micah said, within the past year or so. Um, definitely can cut down on calls coming into you all as well from that. If folks can learn how to, how to manage things at Ben Loman home, that helps you guys put, take control from yourselves, I guess, and give it to the customer. The most calls that we would receive probably on the internet would be wanting their password changed. So if they can do that themselves and change it anytime they want to, then that helps. Yeah. It's in their control. And um, you guys also are able to 
if, if somebody's needing help with device, like Micah said, with device, you guys can look deeper into their network than ever before through Ben Loman Home, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's really, really cool to be able to uh, to help somebody out, I, I guess, where they're struggling with something and can and you guys can dig on in on that. Tell me a little bit about some of the different ways that, that you and your techs round the clock, I guess, can talk to customers and help them. Of course, they can call in and we can help them that way. And then we also have the um, the feature to chat through our website. That's been, I know that, what was it? I think that you said close to maybe 10, and I'm going to get this wrong, multiple, multiple chats a day, I guess, go on. Average of like maybe 10 and growing, something like that, right? Yes. Um, a lot of folks might also not know that you all not only handle Ben Loman Connect um, customers, but uh, it doesn't stop there at the, at the Network Support Center. Tell us a little bit about some of these other companies you guys are, help, are helping out. Right now we have um, one other electric company and then four other telecom companies that we provide support for after hours as well. So all these calls, you you got to have a staff that, that can be kind of uh, kind of really flexible, I guess, and, and know what's going on with each call that comes in, I guess, right? Yeah, they're very um, well-rounded, I guess you can say. They can jump from one call to the next. So what are some of the challenges that you see with, with running a, a tech support center, you know, where you're having to, to answer not only Ben Loman calls, but, you know, other telcos, things like that? What's... What's some struggles you see, you know, on a day-to-day basis that you have to deal with when it comes to managing a department like this? Um, you just have to keep an eye on the weather. Um, staffing, of course, is one of the big things. And just keeping up to date with the changes, not only we make at Ben Loman, but that the other companies mm-hmm. make as well. Gotcha. So if, if somebody wanted to be a part of this, if they wanted to be a part of the NSC and, you know, try to, to go this route as, as a career, you know, what kind of education would they have to have? And, you know, how, how, how would they apply for something like that? Um, high school diploma um, or equivalent, um, they can have a certificate if, if they have that as well, like A+, Network+, Security+. Um, they're beneficial but not required. But... The thing that stands out the most um, is customer service skills. Donette, I know another thing that that becomes, it's kind of a, man, it's a pleasant problem. Uh, There's probably nothing pleasant about it, but, but you, your department over the years has become almost like a breeding ground for new and talented folks to kind of move into it. Sometimes, other departments. Uh, I know that's a challenge sometimes to keep really good talent. Uh, and, uh, you know, Micah from way back, he, he started out the CRC and it, it's kind of always in some cases always been like that. But uh, not that we make promises to folks, I guess, when they come in, but the stories of people starting at the network support center and going on to other departments and finding uh, uh, great success is, is pretty prevalent around here. Yeah. Um, I give everybody a hard time about it, but it's honestly, I guess, uh, you know, some pride there to know that they start out there, but they can also end up, you know, growing and moving on to doing something that they really want to do, you know, inside a company. And, you know, there's, you know, endless possibilities for them. Yeah. They can be wherever they want to go. Well, I want to know if if someone brought you the, the biggest 
coffee from C and K Donuts, would they possibly get the job? Absolutely. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm pretty sure that might help a little bit. You think you know? bribing it yeah. in, in a lot of ways? Yeah, I tell you what, she she loves that coffee. Uh, you know, we've got offices next door. You can hear her bouncing off the walls over there. You know, it's e- you know it's it's either that or she just enjoys the people she works with. If they also brought her a new space heater, they would probably be right in on getting a job too. Because oh. yeah, so coffee. peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> work All right, peanut well. butter and coffee. Yeah. Here to hear, heard it here, folks. And don't, a, don't worry about that. And, and a nice space heater because <laughs> Donette's office and I think Sherry McGinnis's office are the hottest offices in these. <laughs> I've always said that they need to be rooming together in a lot of ways because they they get, they keep it cranking and everything. Miss Donette Freeman, thank you so much for being our first guest on uh, the uh, the BLC Connection podcast. You can't hear it because you're not wearing headphones, but a round of applause is playing right now. For Miss Donette. So uh, <laughs> thanks so much, Donette. Thank you. Great segment there with Brian Kell, Michael Lawrence, and Miss Donette Freeman from the Network Support Center. Uh, very informative. Donette's always a wealth of information about the Network Support Center, and she does a great job with that. So now I'm going to go back to uh, Brian and Micah, and we're going to talk about uh, a segment that we call Connected Home. Today's topic is going to begin at the beginning with how most all 21st century connections are made. And that's with fiber. Uh, Micah, you are uh, a fiber expert. Tell us, uh, kick us off with how fiber works. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we do pass that term around quite a bit. Uh, most people don't really understand what that is and, and what it consists of. So when, when we talk about fiber, uh, we're actually talking about a replacement for copper that's up on the poles and things of that nature. And what it's made out of is instead of copper, um, it's actually made of glass. Um, and then we transmit light down these glass, down the glass, um, at high speeds and, and, you know, not to get technical in it or anything, but, you know, it, it's able, allows us to get faster speeds. And the, the biggest thing about it is, you know, where, you know, used to, I remember the days of going out and helping people with dial up, um, people's electric fences would cause problems. It would be popping on the line and things of that nature. Um, you know, it's not susceptible to, to those type of things because it's just light going down a piece of glass. So it does allow us to offer fast speeds. One of those speeds being, uh, gigabit. Uh, for those that don't understand what gigabit is, um, you know, we used to measure our old copper speeds in megabits. Um, so this uh, gig is a thousand megabits where, you know, we used to sell five, 10 and 15 uh, megs. So you can tell that that's a, a lot faster um, speed. So, you know, we can, we can do that. We can get this into the homes. Uh, I will tell you, it's a, an interesting fact of talking to some people outside of the company and some businesses in different cities. They are blown away um, that here in, you know, all the counties that Ben Loman serves that we actually have this fast internet and they're in some of these really big cities in which you would kind of expect them to have those speeds. They just don't have it. It's not available to them. So, you know, I think our, our serving territory and, and where we're, you know, deploying fiber at, it's, you know, it's a great thing for them. I was going to say, too, is that speaking of being blown away, I, I think that and Micah can probably talk to this more than more than any of us here at this table. Uh, not only are they thrown 
aback by the download speed of a gig, a thousand megabits, but when they hear that we're offering synchronous speeds and that they've got the capability of doing a thousand megabits upload, that just that's just not being offered by anybody else. That's right. And and what a lot of people don't understand is, you know, at one point in time, you know, download was what you wanted. You know, that was, you know, want to download this information off the internet. But as time has gone along, technology has improved and different services have came out where, you know, upload is important, um, especially for, for those people that are working at home with their needing to upload files back to the office or even if it's just someone recording a video, um, and wanting to upload it to, let's say, Facebook, YouTube, something of that nature. So, you know, being able to have these speeds both in both directions you know it it is unheard of you know this is this is something we're doing to step into the the next uh, the fu- the future here you know to, to improve upon our services so i'll throw this out there as kind of the customer who is sitting back and and thinks you know i've i've had this computer on my desk for years now why what's the big deal about speed why do i need speed Absolutely. So a lot of people don't understand. They they want these services that they hear everybody else has. And the biggest one I always use for a lot of people is Netflix. You know, everybody's heard of Netflix. Everybody's using Netflix. So, you know, Disney Plus, Hulu, any of these services that you hear people use. Well, at one point in time, you know, to, to watch an HD stream of Netflix, it takes about five megs. Well, when we were providing uh, DSL, you know, that was pretty decent. You know, that worked really well. But, you know, now we're in the 4K and beyond type era, and um, it takes a lot more data. One stream of 4K data is about 25 megs. So you can see where that can eat up your bandwidth really fast, especially if you got, you know, two people watching a movie in different rooms, you got your kid playing games, you know, things of that nature. You know, it can eat up the bandwidth really fast. So, you know, the speed is important and the amount of, of speed that you can get is important because people don't realize it's a, if you think of a, a big piece of pie being your internet connection, you know, every time somebody gets on there, they're taking out another slice of that pie. And so they, they don't really realize how that works where you can, you know, eat it up really fast. I was going to say too, and Micah brings up some great points on some of the large bandwidth hogs, maybe, or the ones that can do that. But so many people, I think, from hearing stories and network support and people going into uh, Ben Loman Connect folks going into folks' houses and assessing situations, I think people are blown away how many types of smaller devices eat up bandwidth, whether mm-hmm. it's phones, whether it's uh, Alexa, you know. Whether, I even have a new interface. oven, and I can, you know, it'll send, use the Wi-Fi, and I can turn it on and off, and I'm sure that's taking some of my bandwidth. Yeah, and, and what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, from my perspective, when we go out and let's say we go to a business and and they're wanting us to provide them with a Wi-Fi solution, you know, they're, I, the first question I ask them is, how many devices do you have? You know, and uh, I also, you know, some of our businesses being uh, churches and things of that nature, you know, I ask them, you know, how many members do you have on, you know, your biggest days? And, you know, are, are you seeing people with phones? You seeing people with tablets, things of that nature? Because, for example, it's like when when I walk into church, I've got my Apple Watch, my my iPhone, my iPad. That's already three devices. Now, whether I touch any of those and get them out of my pocket, 
they're still doing stuff in the background ever so many minutes or seconds. Um, and then if you multiply that by, you know, multiple members, you know, you're eating up a lot of bandwidth. The other thing you're also looking at is uh, a lot of people like to go to Walmart or some of these other stores and buy some, let's say, lower end equipment that does not support that many devices, which is, you know, one of the reasons why Ben Loman came up with Ben Loman Home is, uh, you know, we wanted a device that sits in the home that can support multiple devices. It can support that, you know, fast Internet that we can provide to it. Um, and then you'll be able to monitor it and, and take care of it. One of the things real quick that Micah and I were both at this situation, speaking of hit, quote unquote hidden devices, and that is uh, we were at a customer's house. It was me and you and many others that were there. And the question was asked, uh, do they have a gaming system here in, in this house and he and the person that answered said yeah there's one up there but it, it's you know it's just one and, and all that i think me and you went upstairs at this particular home three gaming systems i think at least one or two were on but micah even if folks have gaming systems that are turned off there's still updates and there's all kinds of stuff happening that folks would maybe not know that are going on there. That's right. And and what a lot of people don't realize is most modern day technology, you know, like gaming systems and things of that nature, they don't actually truly shut down. And, you know, that's, you know, we've had in our mind that they shut down or because they used to, but now they, they stay online because if they don't stay online, uh, they can't get the system updates that they need. Of course, you know, security is a big risk. We need these security updates to protect ourselves and things of that nature. So, you know, even though they're, you know, closed, shut off or whatever you want to, you know, call it, they're still on to a certain degree. So, you know, it, it still can be doing things in the background and you not know it. So you've sold me. I know I need fiber. Uh, let's talk about all the capabilities of fiber. Let's just start with the home and then we can go on over to the business. Sure. So, you know, with home, um, you know, we mentioned gaming. Gaming's a big thing. Um, you know, if, if you've got any young kids, grandkids, whatever, and they start talking about gaming, they want to talk about lag. You know, they're, they're like, I'm lagging or something of that nature. Uh, what we call that is we call that latency. And if you can imagine taking a, a, t a tennis ball and you throwing it up against the wall and then it bouncing back to you, um, we measure that time. And obviously it's measured in milliseconds. And the longer it takes for that tennis ball to come back to you, the slower it is for the, the servers or the game to pick up that you've done something. And some of these games that these kids play are very fast paced. Um, they, they need to be as quick as possible. And so, you know, if they have high lag or high latency, that's a bad thing. Um, so they need the fastest speed possible when playing their games. Um, you know, it's also good for the fact of downloading files. Uh, we know a lot of people are in the medical field. Sometimes they're working from home. Uh, they could be architects, you know, people downloading drawings, CAD drawings, things of that nature. They can be really, really large files. And so, um, they need the speed and bandwidth to, you know, obviously increase efficiency. You know, that's, uh, time is money. So mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody last night where and it's, and I'll, I'll tell you one, uh, industry or, or type of job that I've, that I've never thought of until just now when you were talking about working from home, the lady I talked to last night, uh, is, is handling a large HR position. And I'm thinking just when you're talking about that, I thought, yeah, HR, 
Think of how much stuff are in people's files or that need to be moved here and there. And so more and more people working from home, pandemic has caused a lot of that to happen. And some maybe aren't going to be changing anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But the types of jobs that are increasing, we used to always throw out medical. We would kind of throw out all these all these ones that were, uh, like I said, uh, from an engineering standpoint and everything. But those jobs are getting more and more prevalent at home and more and more files need to be moved and Ben Loman can can help with that. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and you gotta also think that a lot of the social networking services that, you know, adults and kids like use nowadays is, you know, just it's inundated with video. You know, something that is of a large amount of, you know, data that needs to be downloaded so you know when you're scrolling through there it's downloading really fast you know obviously uh people used to get very familiar with the buffering or the little wheel that sits there Mm -hmm. and spins and nobody likes that so you know speed is is very important there and uh, we we think fiber definitely helps them out yeah nothing i think uh, you know with so many kids being at home they're watching videos they may be taking a music class online through motlow or arts class they're watching plays and things like that and uh, it's very frustrating when you're trying to get your work done and you can't download or upload assignments and things like that so the world has changed because of the pandemic and it has truly become digital yeah, I mean, I think me and you both have had kids that whether it's high school or college, they have had to do some amount of work in a virtual environment. And uh, you start combining that with uh, uh, somebody who also is working from home for a short period of time. You did a little bit of that, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a period. So you got more, and not just one person at home that's doing that one time. Mm-hmm. You've got multiple people that are doing that and wanting to have, got, and they've got to have a great experience, work, education, uh, and even it, during play as well. So to have that, to have that speed and to have that gig connection, Mike, I'm just assuming that that does wonders. Yes, absolutely. That's, you know, like I said, when we were using the example of Netflix, that was the hardest part when, you know, having people on, on copper is getting them to understand that your, your bandwidth's gone. You know, you're, you are using it. You know, there's not an actual problem there. So now it's, uh, now it's not an issue because, there's plenty of it to, to go around at that point. Ryan, let's jump into to businesses and what fiber can do just economically uh, to a business, to uh, such a boost that they can get from fiber. Yeah, I mean, we, we have been lucky enough to be able to be around enough businesses, small, medium, and large, that have given us just some, some, uh, just some glowing uh words you know that, that that on the difference that that gig speed that ben loman connect fiber is making uh, in their in their lives and so uh, i think that more and more people are trying to uh be able to have a have an experience for someone that technology's got to be incorporated into that and and whether it's a, a coffee shop or a factory, mm-hmm. uh, we have seen people be able to be really excited about being able to start a business or move a business into our service territory area, learning that gig fiber is available. Um, so, and, and the, the thing I think that this podcast hopefully will help some people understand as, and we'll be talking more about some of the businesses and, and community leaders that'll be coming on board uh, with this podcast is there, there's so many stories out there on, on when it comes down to business development, um, we'll brag on our boss. Greg's played a big part in, in being able to help out 
when it comes down to IDB boards and, and being able to get information back uh, to these places for future growth potential. Um, and we've been able to see some of those things happen. So, yeah, um, w whether it's uh, a small business, a medium business, or a large business, uh, Ben Loman has been able to play a part in helping retain and or attract businesses to our area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would also say that one thing that we're seeing as kind of a trend is um, – some of these business customers, they're, they're moving their infrastructure to what we, you know, the buzzword cloud. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at that point in time, they don't have servers living on site. They don't have, you know, equipment there on site. It's all living up in somebody's data center in the cloud. And, you know, when you do things like that, you know, you have to have good, reliable, fast internet to be able to access this stuff. Um, you know, we also utilize this fast speed for, for backups for businesses. You know, when a, when a business is large enough that, you know, their data that they have is very critical, um, they need to be able to back that up offsite. We call that disaster recovery. Um, you know, they need to be able to back it up offsite. And, you know, if we're talking gigs and gigs and gigs of data, you know, slow internet is just not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. Karen, another thing too, real quick, is that more and more people, more and more businesses are transitioning over to voice over IP phones. And so when you start combining just general use of businesses and start mixing in IP phones on top of that, especially if you're looking at medium size and large businesses, you have got to be able to have, Mike has worked on, on so many different projects involving that, but you've got to be able to have that bandwidth to be able to handle both the calls coming in and the calls going out. Right, Micah? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh you know, and it's got to be pristine, too. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we, we want to make sure all those voice packets get out and come back in. You know, if, if it doesn't, you're going to have that jitter on the phone that yeah. nobody likes. Yeah, and you talked about, um, you know, the cloud, and, and that crossed my mind many times um, as we look back in retrospect at the tornadoes that happened in Kentucky. And, and even these small mom and pop businesses would benefit from uploading their files and storing things off site to where if you're you wake up the next morning and your business is no longer standing, you're not out of business. Yeah, that's that's right. We we want to make sure we impress upon them that, you know, anything can happen. You know, we, we obviously don't want it to, but we, we want to prepare ourselves. And, you know, some of this could be critical data, you know, uh, everything from an inventory list to, you know, payroll to just about anything. And uh, with with cloud backup and things of that nature, we can, you know, recover you pretty fast and, you know, ensure that your your stuff that you use to take care of your business is protected. So uh, we've talked about fiber uh, for homes and businesses. Let's talk about availability. Fiber isn't something that just is magically connected on these existing phone lines. Uh, where are we working right now? All right. So I uh, had a chance to uh, get with um, our operations manager. I don't think even he's a manager. I think he's like operations guru. We'll call him that. Chad Dees, uh, and uh, got some information from him on kind of what 2022 is shaping up to be. So uh, Tracy City, uh, that exchange, um, we are finishing up fiber uh, construction there. And he said first, second quarter. So uh, it seemed to be leaning right now a little bit more towards first. But, you know, just in case Mother Nature rears its head for you know, uh, uh, any number of different things that can pop up uh, should be finished up in Tracy City in the first or second quarter here of 2022. 
the two other items that are kind of sitting out there, exchanges, I should say, uh, first up will be Centertown, and there's been a lot of work already being done there, but even more work that'll be taking place there uh, this year, uh, this new year. And then also after Centertown, uh, moving into Dibral. And so uh, those two areas will see a lot of activity in 2022. What seems amazing, though, is that we are right here on the cusp of wrapping up that massive five-year uh, fiber deployment that our board of directors and management team, uh, really our board of directors guided um, starting in 2017. It all kind of started uh, way back with the Hillsborough build, which was the first one, and we actually did that in-house. And so from a combination of, of uh, our folks and con lots of contractors and, and different types of entities working on that, we have seen 2018, 19, 20, 21, and now 22 in this massive five-year fiber build. Mm -hmm. So, Brian, um, you know, lots of times I get asked about, you know, where we're going next and things like that, and, you know, we give them – uh, you know, to, to our best ability, you know, quarter one, quarter two, what are some things that, you know, could hold up a schedule? You know, what are some things that Ben Loma is confronted with that might slow some of these projects down? Well, and yeah, and Karen and I see this a lot through the Facebook messaging that comes in because more and more people are reaching out to us in so many different ways, asking those questions, whether it's by phone or whether it's by message or calling in or, or website chat and all those kind of things. But that is one of our most frequent questions. Weather can play a big part in that. Um, as far as us being able to get into areas to be able to work. We know that the more rain that, that falls on areas, the more that we don't want to be taking big trucks and big machinery into to make a rough situation on being able to get some construction underground, especially making that even a bigger mess for somebody on their property. Uh, another thing that we'll probably talk about uh, next segment uh, is supply chain issues, <laughs> and uh, that has played a part over the past uh, few months. Uh, and being able to get in uh, some some certain items that are needed, whether it's fiber casings or whether it's pedestals or any number of things that can really kind of put a crimp on uh, being able to deploy our fiber as quickly as possible. Yeah, so the, like I said, those things and, and uh, yeah, just, I mean, it, it takes a lot of manpower. Y'all have seen it. We've all seen it uh, to be able to go into these areas. And so... Uh, you know, you start throwing grants on top of that, too, and going, okay, we're going to get these areas. And then, okay, here's an area in Cumberland County. Here's an area in Coffee County that we also have a timetable to get done, too. Uh, just talking about this, it's really amazing to be able to be so close to being on schedule with this five-year plan. And then all these all these grants, the state, federal, uh, even some small areas that we have also expanded areas into, Sewanee. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty amazing the amount of fiber that has been laid over the last five years. I have been amazed with the fiber process at just learning and understanding how many departments and the time frame uh, it takes to get someone installed. Uh, you know, you see trucks out in your neighborhood and you think, woohoo, I'm getting fiber. Um, and even as someone that works here, sometimes I don't understand the full process of every department that that has to go through. It's not just a matter of just doing the construction because there are so many phases that go even after that. Well, and I'd like to give props to our, our fiber crew. Yeah. You know, they do a fantastic job of, you know, installing. But what a lot of people don't realize is it's also the trouble, you know, that comes in. You know, one of our, our biggest uh, components of, of this that we have to deal with is uh, Barney the squirrel. You know, they, yeah. they tend to uh, 
like to chew on things. Uh, we've also got, uh, you know, people that drive big trucks that tear things down. And, you know, these guys are, are having to load up, you know, ship out there, fix it as fast as possible to get services back up and then, you know, you know, go, go off to the install job. So it's, you know, they're doing a great job doing it, uh, you know, in a speedy amount of time and it's, it's tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you take those instances like that that pop up quite a bit, throw ice, snow, wind, rain, all that stuff on top of it that we have experienced here in just the past few weeks or at least over the last month or two. And it's just, I mean, it can be a battle. I mean, just keeping up with things that are constantly thrown at our construction crews or, or, or trying to be able to get things fixed with fiber splicers fiber splicing teams and things like that absolutely yeah Yeah. well thank you guys so much for stepping back in and talking to me and educating myself even though i'm a longtime employee there's always something to be learned at ben loman connect and uh, i think we know just a little bit more now about the importance of fiber why we need it and the capabilities of fiber And so that's your Connected Home segment of our podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about connected home and businesses in the future. All right, so uh, we come to our next segment called Connect with BLC. And, um, you know, as we were talking earlier about um, how fiber works, um, there's some more information about it in, you know, this month's Connect magazine or Connection magazine. Um, Brian, can you tell us what else to expect in there? Micah, I can. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, in fact, uh, some of the stuff that you talked about earlier in this podcast uh, can be found uh, in on, I think, page two of the of the magazine of just how fiber works and how intricate it can be. But then also its uses and, and uh, can also be found on page nine. And so uh, just some really, really cool stuff uh, as far as how fiber can work and what's the expectation level. Also, too, how to be able to contact us the many different ways, even though Donette has told us uh, about that on the network support side. So, yeah, lots of cool stuff with fiber. Uh, also, uh, there's some, uh, if you grab the magazine, you're going to see uh, Quail Properties. That, that's also going to end up uh uh, being in there, a great story of how they're utilizing property up in Mont Eagle. Um, so there, there's a, a cool little, not only a human interest type story there, but also just how, again, how Ben Loman Connect and Fiber and, you know, what even managed IT is, is helping uh, make a difference with those folks. Micah, have you had a chance to work on that project a little bit from time to time? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we, we help them with multiple properties that they might have. And, uh, you know, if they need uh, cameras or network support or whatever, that's uh, we we help them out with that. Yeah, they, they seem like good folks and everything. And that's the, the tray hands, I think, Katie and Tim, that are that are doing that. Also, you can find in the, uh, in the Connection Magazine, a uh, supply chain issue story, a story that we spent a whole lot of time kind of just making sure that we had as much information in there to explain kind of what's happening when some of our departments that that utilize uh, product and we've already talked a little bit about what that can mean when it's coming down to uh, fiber um, distribution and being able to get that out to folks but Micah your department managed IT uh, I ask usually every couple of weeks with whether you or Chris as far as hey supply chain when it comes down to all the things that y'all deal with computers and 
and uh, cameras and stuff, y'all have felt the squeeze of the supply chain as well. That's right. It, it's been been quite rough. Uh, I would say anything with a computer chip, it's uh, probably back ordered right now. Um, you can find it just about on any website, whether it's a you know expensive uh, carrier grade type piece of equipment or it's the the low end consumer grade. Um, it's just it's it's really tough and you know I will tell you from talking to some of even our customers uh, you know we have a couple of customers that are, are car dealerships uh, they're feeling the strain too you know talking about uh, telling us how there's thousands of vehicles out in the field just sitting there waiting for computer chips so um, supply chain um, you know getting that equipment in and also we're finding out that they said they've had a, a truck down in Texas for like three weeks they just can't find anybody to drive it up here wow. so you know, it's uh, it tends to be a big issue, not just for, you know, our industry, but just about everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's definitely been something that uh, I think in talking with someone like Greg, who's been at Ben Lomond, is it 40 years right Getting at Getting close, Very yes. close to 40 years. He said, I've never seen anything like this. And so that says a lot. It all started with the great uh, toilet paper shortage <laughs> of 2020, didn't it? And yes. then who would have thought it would have come down to all the, the services and things even beyond that that we use. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, also, uh, Lifeline service information, you can find that on page five. That is something that Ben Loman, at least since I've been here, and I'm sure well before, uh, has has been able to offer folks uh, some some savings. And Karen, I think you've even kind of worked on that a little bit, but uh, some savings when it comes down to their phone bill and a, and a chance to be able to help lighten the load a little mm-hmm. bit, I guess. Yeah, that's a great program. Uh, it all is based upon income and, and help you, you receive already. Uh, there are some qualifications that you have to meet, but uh, it's been a great program. We've had it for years, and, and if you... Uh, need some help with your your phone bill i urge you to uh you know call in and inquire about that absolutely uh also too something that karen and i have both had a blast uh, being a part of is more information on dun, 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 a trip to washington dc so frs is open back up uh their uh, ability for folks to be able to uh uh, to take part in a trip to Washington D.C. and mm-hmm. Karen, you're kind of the queen of that, but uh, <laughs> it's 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 exciting for us. We started that back up about five six years ago. Yes, yes, we've we've participated in that for many years and then uh, stepped away from it for a few years. Uh, I think about five years ago, picked it up again. We send uh, two students in our service territory on an all expense paid trip to Washington D.C. Uh, for five days. Uh, they get to see all the sites learn about, uh, visit the FCC, learn about legislation, and meet hundreds of other teenagers from rural America just like they are and talk about, you know, issues and, and figure out how much alike we all are. Yeah, and when we're talking about all over, we're talking about from Maine to Alaska is the kids come in from all over uh, the 50 states, just about every one of them. Mm-hmm. So it's a great learning experience. We've seen uh, kids from all over our service territory area be able to take part in that. But you got to get in your information. Mm-hmm. you got to get in that. Uh, yeah, there's an essay, essay that is due. It's due April 1st, uh, 2022. Uh, all of that information is on our website, benlomanconnect.com. I think it's under the About Us and then uh, FRS Youth Tour Trip. If you'll click on that, you'll get all the information about the essay and the qualifications for attending. Yes, and also FRS Scholarship. Some information in the magazine on that as well. Those can be found on page five. So some very, very good opportunities for kids to 
enrich their, uh, I guess, enrich their experience, and then also enrich their ability for schooling and education mm -hmm. too, as well. So be sure and check that out. Also, too, just some information on regional and statewide history science museums, which is pretty cool that you can find in the magazine, and everything from information on locator apps, streaming services. How to make something called roux, which I had never heard of before in my life, but it's, it's not I'm from not, New Orleans, are you? I'm not. I'm not from New Orleans, uh, but yeah, I learned that roux is a mixture of fat, especially butter and flour, used to make sauces, and so I learned a little something there from the magazine itself. It's uh, used as a basis for for dishes. Also, avoiding back and neck pain from working, uh, and so much more. That Micah is the Connection magazine for January and February. Awesome, great. So I know I liked uh, to watch Channel 6, and I also know that a lot of our customers enjoyed the content that we put on Channel 6, but what's some uh, new things, Karen, that we can see coming out on Channel 6? Well, I'm going to drop my terrible New Orleans accent for that and jump into it is basketball season at Channel 6. Our big thing, you know, for January, February is always live ball games at White County and Van Buren County. We have a great set of students that assist us and and really take on the production themselves. So if you uh, attend one of those games and you see one of those students with a Warrior Media or Eagle Media shirt on, give them a pat on the back for all that they do. Amen. Those games mean a lot to people that can't get out and attend, grandparents and people that live out of our service territory. So that's a, a great service that they do. Uh, we're also in the middle of filming Soul of Warren County with our host, Mickey Gwynn, a local boy who uh, is work right now. We're working on a great documentary on William Houchin. I've learned a lot about Mr. Houchin. Uh, businessman from the early uh, or late 1800s and uh, just lots of history uh, going to come out in that show. I think he was involved in the in a theater in the theater. Yes, here, right? yes, he had the first uh, I guess opera house yes. is what it was uh, here in our service territory and uh, just an interesting story about his family moving here uh, from other areas and how they were treated and dealt with that. But very. Uh, reputable man in the history of Warren County. Uh, so we're going to try to shed some light on him. Of course, we're always filming Table Talks and Reels to Rental. And uh, also, we have a YouTube channel we've had for quite some time, but we're loading more and more content on there. We know we have more people that live outside of our service territory, or maybe you're wanting to see a particular show or parade or uh, a fair pageant or something that's not airing right now on Channel 6 or 306, you can always uh, look up Ben Loman Connect on YouTube. Uh, just put that in the search area and should come up and you'll get a playlist of all the content that we have. And if you subscribe to it and also turn the alarms on for that, then every time Karen and Tammy Vincent and Kelvin Bond load new material, by golly, they're on your smartphone. You can go, hey, I want to check out that new latest Soul of Warren County or a Christmas parade. And you can be able to know that it's there waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it stays there for perpetuity. We do not take those down. Um, so it's a, a great way to house some of our content that uh, if you've been dying to see something, or maybe you're even a new subscriber to BLTV and you want to catch some of our older content, that's a great way to view it. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Karen. So, Brian, yes, I want you to participate in something with me. Oh, no, this is off script. <clears throat> Here we go. It is called the 
ye old dictionary game. Ye old dictionary. Okay. It is where I love trivia. Let's see how he does. Brian Kale gets to define. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Brian Kell is an old fogey, in case you guys wonder. Yes, very much so. I want him to define some uh, modern-day words that some young whippersnappers use. Okay. So, for our audience, I'd like for you to define the word yeet. Y-E-E-T. Y-E-E-T. By the way, folks, this is totally off you know this this is not planned so i have no idea what he's done was here not so on anyway, our yeah not was not on the script at all okay so yeet i would say that what does the word mean yes the word yeet means you want to eat no <laughs> okay well, <laughs> to yeet something is to throw something with some awesome force so and that's a real word yes no way these modern yeet. day kids are I'm using yeet they, they say well why don't you just yeet that thing over there Really? Oh, wow. Yes. I thought it was like like a thumbs or a pump, you know, like yay, go, <laughs> yeet. <laughs> yeah. Or are you getting that confused with yurt? Maybe over in White County because that's kind of their little thing oh, that they've got I going bet on. That is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Right. I've got one more for okay. you, Brian. Yeet. All right, gotcha. If something is OG. What does that mean? You know, I've seen this, and I don't know what it is. Have you you heard it, Brian? I have heard it. Yes, and at times I've even looked it up, and it's gone in one brain cell and out the other. Oh, The OG, this is awful. Uh, OG means that you are the old guy? No. Okay, what is it? I forgot. stands for original gangster. That's it, yes. So basically if someone is, it's nostalgic if it's, you know, the old school way of doing it. Yes. It's OG. Okay, so we might be OG. Or you might be OG if. Yeah, that's right. That's That's great. So that's that's the end of Ye Old Dictionary. (laughs) Well, Ye Old is getting older and older. Yeah, very much so. Oh, me. These kids, I, I have said many times that they are recreating the English language on a daily basis. The The terminology that we use for things, take my name, for instance, uh, Karen, you know, it's got <laughs> a whole true. nother meaning out there now. And I'm like, how the heck does this stuff get started? But I don't know if we can think rap songs or or what, but it's it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, it is. So, okay, you got uh, OG Yeet. We've learned something new today, or at least I have. So there's your there's your what connect with BLC moment there in Yield Dictionary. Okay, gang, we have reached the end of our first episode of the BLC Connection podcast. A lot of fun, and I hope everybody felt that it was worthwhile content. Yeah, that's what we That's own. our goal. But, and, and we'll, you know what, perfect segue, Karen, we want your feedback. We want to know what you want out of the BLC Connection podcast, because we're only one episode in, and we're still trying to find a rhythm and still trying to find what topics maybe people want more information on, less on, all those things. So, Micah, how can folks reach us? Absolutely. The best way to reach us is you can go to Ben Loman Connect's Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, or our LinkedIn accounts. You can submit those questions there, or you can email us at the at blcpodcast at benloman.net. Yeah. So, 
feel free to message us with any, on any of those platforms. We do take a look at those and we do respond. And so, uh, but again, one of the one of the easiest ways is just email us, and we'll all three get that email and be able to uh, take it, incorporate it into our uh, thought patterns for future episodes. And also, again, we want your feedback. Good, bad, indifferent, just like Ben Loma Connect. We get better as you all give us feedback. So we're looking for looking for more. But Karen, even though we're doing these episodes, what what I think and what we think will be once a month, there's more. There is. There's always something else to talk about. And of course, right now with uh, weather and things like that on our mind so much with it being in the middle of the winter um, I'm going to have a mini episode with uh, Caney Forks General Manager Bill Rogers and his uh, new the new manager coming up later on which is going to be Ben Newman they're going to be my first guest on a BLC Connection mini episode on businesses and we're going to be talking about just customer support during uh, major outages yeah that, that has been uh, when, when you came in with that I thought man that is just perfect because of what we've come through with some kind of some surprise winter storms a little bit more snow than we're normally used to getting and some ice mixed in and who better to talk to about dealing with all that mm-hmm. than than Caney Fork so fantastic so we need to be on the lookout for that mini episode that Karen will be bringing to us here in the weeks to come also, too, we'll go ahead and tease our February 2022 episode, number two on the BLC Connection podcast. Our guest will be Mr. Greg Smart, GM CEO of Ben Loma Connect. He'll be getting very close when we talk to him on wrapping up his first year as GM and CEO of Ben Loma Connect. We're going to talk. I was just able to give you a little bit about fiber builds. Greg's got all kinds of information about not only 2022, but about 2023 and uh, maybe even a little bit beyond that. So we'll be able to really get involved on, on especially if you're into into wondering where we're going and, and where we're going to be bringing Ben Loman Fiber to, this next episode of the BLC Connection Podcast is going to be one you're not going to want to miss. Also kind of a state of the company where he, you know, the accomplishments of the past year, kind of where we're going because – annual meeting time is right <laughs> around the corner and karen's been through about 25 or 26 of those yeah because they've, of her they've changed us. a lot over the years <laughs> that's true but uh we always look forward to seeing our customers at that time used to shake hands and kiss babies we kind of do that from afar <laughs> these days but we show the love to our customers we always have some great prizes and yep. uh giveaways and things like that and just uh enjoy touching base and giving a report uh, it's our small state of the union yeah, and so Greg will give us all kinds of information on on what's all uh, both happened and in store for Ben Loma Connect in 2022, and like we said, kind of taking a look back at 2021. Um, and again, if you guys will give us some feedback on different topics, then we can even work that into different segments and stuff on what questions you may have, or you know, whether it's technology or, or whatever, uh, get those over to us, and that can help shape the next BLC Connection podcast. We've got some thanks that we want to say, not only for Donette Freeman for joining us uh, in the segment with Network Support, but also to folks that are not a part of the, the stuff that you see here, but they have been a very important part of bringing this to light and also helping us on the post-production side. And that's the gang at, at, at Word South. And so uh, Stephen V. Smith, and also Sarah Wooten 
uh, from WordSelf. Their help and guidance have been tremendous in getting us to this point. Mm -hmm. They have, and they've been a great resource for many years here at Ben Lohman, helping us with our magazine. Uh, They kind of helped us get started on that road and then now into the podcast. Yeah, and I think somebody in Micah's case who's maybe a little leery about the whole podcast thing, I think when we started breaking out these sure mics and really having some stuff to play with here, Micah, you're like, man, I think I'm a fan of this now. Oh, yeah, I'm totally a fan. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So we want to thank Stephen and we want to thank Sarah for being able to help us get to this point. And uh, and gang, uh, it's been a a fun first episode. Uh, For those that are listening, we hope, like Karen said, that that you had some fun listening to it and maybe a little bit more information. We promise we'll get better and uh, and we'll, we'll work at this. But for all of those that took the time out to be able to listen to this, we thank you. And uh, tell you what, until next time, stay well, stay safe, and stay connected.